0: Well, welcome to Mission Church. Good to have y'all here this morning. Is it raining outside right now? A little bit, kind of, I love these days. Makes me want to curl up with a good book on the porch, hear the rain. Um, Romans 15, part three. Let let me just, let me be honest with you guys right now before we start. I really came to the building this morning just feeling very weak. Um, Just kind of overwhelmed with some things that are happening in my life, situations, um, just feeling like not able to do the things that I'm called to do. Uh, so if if any of y'all are there, let me just be honest with you. We all are there at some time, okay? So uh, it's really good news, and we're going to Uh, refocus on what we studied two weeks ago last week and this week because romans and scripture has a way of building upon itself but listen if you if you are feeling weak this morning let me just tell you the god that created you is strong if you're feeling disconnected the god that created you is completely connected Okay, if you're feeling less than courageous, like you're you're supposed to be an American and a Christian and be the one that's, that's driving every day, if you don't feel that courageous right now. The God that created you is the one that invented courage. So, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So let's pray and ask the Lord to meet us in all the low areas of our life, and for us to be able to realize that this strength we're talking about, this hope that we're talking about, and to all nations that we're talking about, none of it will be in your power. You know, the, the efficacy of your marriage won't be in your power. Your kids being awesome is not within your power to make it happen. It is good to be weak in the presence of the one that is strong. And that's where we'll, that'll be our baseline today. Okay, we'll begin from there. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, open our eyes that we might see. Got a lot of good things that you've given us. We're very blessed. Thank you for our children. Thank you uh, for uh, our health. Thank you for our sufferings, our struggles. They're all from you and they all point to you. So we give you praise and honor and glory in these moments. Uh, Teach us from your word. In your name we pray, amen. Those of you that are watching online, welcome. Inburg, Texas, I see you. We love you. Let's study the word together. Now, part one of Romans 15 was this, called to be strong, right? But, and it's a big but, uh, you're only called and able to be strong through Christ. That's it. And so uh, the, I'm visual. I met with uh, one of our operator trainers yesterday, And uh, he's completely visual like me. So I'll just do this again. This is Christ. And this is you being lifted up by his strength. And if you choose one millimeter of change, you are in sin. And you could be highly moral and you could be highly giving and highly servant-minded and philanthropic and all those things. If you are not operating in the strength of Christ. You're operating in your own strength and you are contrary to God. Okay. So the strength that we have is always from Jesus period. Now, um, part two last week in the strength, we offer something to non-believers and that's where we're going part three today. We offer them something. Do you remember what it is? It begins with "Ah," and ends in hope. Thank you. Yes. We offer hope Hope. It's not a preference or a mindset. I hope this steak is medium rare. I hope this movie doesn't stink. That's English variation. Greek is something that's done, it's something we hope in because it's done. Okay? So that's what we're offering to people that don't know Jesus something they can hold on to that will never let them down. Big deal, right? And so this, uh, you guys were very kind to my early iterations with my pen. That's going to come back in the future. I promise this table of hope, this banquet that we offer, it's held up by two legs. What are the two legs? One is endurance. and The other one is encouragement. Good job, guys. Let me encourage you for that. When we're encouraged, we are able to endure. Amen, Desmond? I encourage you to jump in the water, okay? He jumped in the water. I used you in the sermon last week, bro. Okay, when we, when we endure, when we make it through harder moments, what are we able to do when we endure? Encourage, hey, you can do this too. Like you can, you can make this. Hey, I know this time in your life is very hard. We've been there. You can trust in Christ. So you endure and you, 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 you encourage And harmony is developed in the church and the platform that we give is hope, okay? Which is through the strength of Christ, right? Not your strength, Christ's strength, okay? So part three today, who is this hope to be given to is the question. Um, To whom shall we offer up our life's work? So if you're a doctor, that's not your life's work. It's just a, a platform for you for your life's work and that's to give God glory. If you're a teacher, Uh, If you're a pastor, if you're a business owner, if you're anything you do, all those things are a platform for you to do your life's work, and that is to give God glory, and that is to give people hope. That's your calling, okay? So the emphasis for today from the scripture that you'll see, Christ came for Gentiles as well as the Jews. Now, let's, let's make one thing clear. The word Gentile was not a nice word. Okay, uh, we all know horrible racial epithets. Gentile wasn't one of those. It was like um, negative names assigned to a cultural group that may have historical relevance, but if you look into their history, you're like, see, that's a, that's a negative connotation. Gentile was like that. It was, we're the Jews, and they're the Gentile dogs. All right, so it was rather, rather prejudice. So what we're gonna see today is that Paul is speaking and he's kind of breaking ground. He's, he's breaking ground with 400 years of religiosity from Malachi to when the Gospels were written, when Jesus came, is 400 years of basic darkness. And what do, what do people do when there's darkness? Bad things, okay? And the worst of things, one of the worst, is being religious, Because what religious will say, and it's one of our t-shirts that we sold here at Mission Church, hey, the gospel is good, but it's plus your morality. You You can't do these things. It's the gospel plus how you vote. It's the gospel plus social justice. You have to be about social justice things. And none of those are bad things, but it's gospel plus nothing. It's just the gospel. It's Christ's strength for you and through you for others that's, that's the calling right there. So, um, before I begin today, I'll tell you a calling of one person. His name is Hudson Taylor. Are y'all familiar with that name? I mean, we, we have some kids named Hudson in our church. So, uh, a long time ago, he decides he wants to be a missionary when he's a little boy. I believe his dad was a doctor. He arrives in Shanghai, China when he's 21 years old, 21. Do we have any 21? You don't have to raise your hand. Um, I'll just say this, those of you that aren't 21, and it may be news for those of you that are 21. Do you remember being 21? Some of y'all are like, I I really don't remember that well at all. Therein lies the problem. Like when you're 21, you're living for yourself a lot of the times. And this guy had been drawn since he was a little boy to be a missionary. So he, he, he shows up in Shanghai when he's 21. He wasn't interested in relying on translators to preach the gospel because that's predominantly what they did in China. You just had somebody speak the language and you would tell them because it was really Americans and everybody else. So you get the translator. You don't have to learn the language. Hudson was called by God. He committed himself to true cultural immersion, which means that he just began working out the language himself. He learned how to speak Chinese for the purpose of sharing the gospel for the purpose of giving hope. He also, and this was, nobody did this at the time. He took off his, his preferred uh, white collar, cultural educated clothes and he put on Chinese clothes and he cut his hair into a queue, which is a long ponytail down the back. No white people did that, okay? Why? Because it was white people. We're going to bring you something good because we're here and you're there, okay? We're gonna bring you how we dress. We're gonna bring you how we talk. We're gonna bring you how we think, what we eat, what we do. Hudson here was called by God. So what he did is he say, I'm gonna be with you. I wanna look like you. I wanna talk like you. I wanna eat like you. I wanna I wanna do the things that you do. And as I come in that way, I'm gonna give you hope because I have hope. A God that you don't have. I pull a picture of Hudson Taylor. Pull this off one of my friend's blogs. Hello? Is anybody in the back? There he is. That's him. At the end of his ministry, leave it up there for a second. I don't know why that time frame, everybody looks like they were just in a car wreck or something. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Like we have, we have family pictures from 100 years ago and every one of them are like, hmm Time to get back to the field. I don't know. But Hudson there looked tired and worn out. He'd been in China for a long, long time. Um, started as a young man. Was there till he was older. What was? Why was he called to be there? Well, because every Christian is called to be a missionary. And I would say to you today, the question is, is, should you go or should you not go? The question should be, you're asking all the time, is this the year I go? Is this the year I go, Lord? And when he says, no, you stay, and you continue to be the missionary here, it's radically different. Now, years ago, my wife and I worked with a couple that were, um, how do you say this nicely? They just weren't the most friendly of people. Yet they had decided they were gonna go overseas and be missionaries. And my thought always was, you know, your personality is gonna be on the plane with you, and it's gonna land in that country, and you're gonna be the same over there as you are here. So, where missions start is with our neighbors okay and here 's a question i 'll ask you which gives you a good a good mindset of where you 're at. Um, how many new friends have you met this past year? How I many? if you pull out your phone right now there 's four or five people that you 've met that you 've literally asked hey what 's your name it 's being a missionary locally okay we the church should be doing this all the time. But sad to say, most churches are very homogenous in how they look and how they think and who they are and what they do, how they vote. Everything's the same. Why? Because we want to create something that fits our needs to be comfortable. And I would tell you, man, comfort is a slow pathway to death. Now it's, look, I, I like to be comfortable too, but we're comfortable so we can get rested so we can go. You comfort, you rest, you, 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 you fill yourself up with good, you encourage one another, you endure together, and then you always go. Hear the word of God. Romans 15, 7 through 13 is where it will be. First word, Paul says, therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you to the glory of God. You're called to welcome. Why? Because you've been welcomed. You've been asked in; therefore, you must ask other people to come in. This word "welcome" or "accept" right there—it's—it's uh, it's a deeper meaning. Pastor Johnny brought this to my attention yesterday and I added to the sermon. It means to take to to take in addition to take to oneself. So, um, if I've been a part of some churches before, some of some of our elders, to where you're taught how to welcome people, and the welcoming command is, "Hey, here's what you do." Say hello and then move on, and say hello to somebody else and then move on. That's not what I'm gonna ask you to do. Say hello one time and have a five minute conversation that matters. Do that, okay? We bring people into our space, is to take as one's companion. You're literally offering friendship to people when we respond to this command. To take by the hand in order to lead aside. Remember, we talked about. God's righteous right hand being ready to take us because we need, we need leadership, we need guidance. Um, to take or receive into one's home with the collateral idea of kindness. So uh, listen, I know in this day and age, you gotta vet people. You just don't open up your doors or your house. I, I get that. But there has to be something that we're doing to progress towards that space, okay? When's the last time you've had a family over to your house for dinner? OK, If it's been a long time, that's a problem. It's a problem, OK? It's what we're called to do. It's what we're called to bring people in. So uh, when you see "Therefore in Scripture, what do you have to ask? What's it there for, right? OK? My PK brother right there. <laughs> therefore, because of Christ's strength. Therefore, because of the hope given to you. Therefore, because you have endured. Therefore, because you have been called to encourage. Therefore, because you're called to be in harmony. Welcome. Come join us. What's your name? My name is Tom. How are you doing? Are you from here in San Antonio? Talk to me about your life. Verse 8, Paul goes on and says this For I say, that Christ became a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to the fathers. Circ- the Circumcised are the, the, the Jews, the Israelites. Paul is saying, it wasn't just for us. It was, it was for everybody on the planet. And he's gonna prove that in the following verses by showing what the Old Testament said. And we're gonna, we're gonna vet that out a little bit. He's really, he's, he's stepping on major toes because what the church had done, the church for 400 years is they had brought in all these invectives of leadership and religion that would make the people become slaves to doing the right thing instead of the one who was the right thing. And so I think about this in today's economy, what are some of the legalisms that the church has established? Even this church, I'll give you one. I'm under, Uh, I'm glad a lot of y'all wear shorts to church. I would like to wear shorts to church, but I feel bound in my heart that I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? And, and, so, and, I'm, and you're gonna hold me accountable. Sometime this summer, I'm gonna wear shorts. You know what another one is? Wearing hats. I, I like it that y'all wear hats. Um, I had a guy tell me once, hey, we're not coming back to your church. Why? Because I see some fellows wearing hats and what you're supposed to do, take off your hat when you're in the building like show me the book and verse on that one because there's not, the early church actually covered their heads in church. So there are things that you and I are bound by that are legalist, the legalism that are keeping us from understanding the only purpose that we have is to give away this hope that has saved us. So religious leaders of the day, here's what they said, law is primary. Law is what will save you. You got to keep all the law and God will love you. Look, there's nothing wrong with the law. It's much better than you and me. The issue is you're never going to keep it. You're going to break it. And so if you're a law breaker, you need a heart saver, okay? I am not trying to sound Baptist right now. It just came out, okay? (laughs) You just need somebody to save your heart, okay? Because the law is not going to save you. There's nothing wrong with the law. The law is good. The problem is us. So religious leaders of the day, law is primary. The truth, grace of God through Christ is primary grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my sin. Okay. Religious leaders of the day, worship is just for the Jews because we are God's chosen people. The truth of the matter is they were God's chosen people. They were first in line. Okay. But through the new covenant, all people became God's chosen people. Okay, that's what heaven is going to be filled with one day is so many, so many people from around the world and all through time together. The truth is worship is for all who believe. For all who believe, okay? Religious leaders of the day, God's chosen people are Israelites. The truth, God's chosen people from every nation. was I was raised in the deep South, um, deep South. Um, Who do you think I thought the chosen people were where I came from. Yeah, I'm just going to say it, white people. Now, I wasn't told that in my home, but it was inferred all the time. It was inferred all the time that we're here and everybody else, God bless them, we're going to serve them, they're here. And so my parents sent me off to a boarding school um, in 1983. And they did send me off to a boarding school because I was getting in a ton of trouble and they didn't want me to get in trouble anymore. And my father had gone to boarding school, as a family thing. And I went to this school where there was 40 countries represented and 250 kids. And it changed my life forever. My my roommate was Japanese. Uh, His girlfriend was Swedish. I dated a Jamaican girl. Our soccer team was so good. We had dudes from Acapulco that would bicycle kick everything. We had Germans that would run through you. We had guys from Africa that wouldn't even sweat after a whole soccer match. Like, we were on fire. Now, what I saw there was all kinds of different people that came from all kinds of background that knew so much more than me. And I was completely blown away and I was changed forever. Um, missions are not only for us to share and give hope, is for us to understand we're just one of many. There's, there's not an order of God's love. We are his people. And when we begin to break those barriers and begin to have friendships and connections, uh, And doing ministry with others that are different from us, man, the world just pops in a different way. Uh, Is this the cultural paradigm of organized church today, that we are focused on God's people from every nation, worship for all who believe, grace of God through Christ as primary, or is this the church for Republicans or the church for social justice or homeschoolers or drag shows, which is happening in church in New Braunfels this weekend? Like, is that, are we a line item church? Or are we a gospel driven church? Okay. The bottom line is Jesus came to seek and save lost people. Lost people. How many, how many of y'all used to be lost? Yeah. All of us so lost. Some of us were more lost than others. Amen. Okay. And there was no way we were going to come to Christ, but God in his economy of love and mercy and care and hope saved you. For His glory, and He wants to use you, the broken, to save others. Luke nineteen nine. Jesus is talking about Zacchaeus because, and I tried the eight thirty on this one; they didn't answer. Because Zacchaeus was. Amen. Thank you, ten thirty. Thank you. Eight thirty was not firing this morning at all. Okay, Zacchaeus was a little guy. He may have been Jewish. He may not have been Jewish. Okay it's inferred that potentially he wasn't. So Jesus says this, today salvation has come to this house. He's talking to Zacchaeus. Jesus told him, because he too is the son of Abraham. See that inference right there? Like he was outside and Jesus is like, he's one of my children too. Why? Because he's been engrafted. You and I as Gentiles, those of us that are not Jewish are engrafted into this bloodline that Christ has given for his glory. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to seek and save lost Jews and came to seek and save lost Gentiles. all right verse nine Romans fifteen and so that Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. Mercy is a big thing. I was having a conversation with the dude uh, with the dude uh, at the earlier service. He's like, how are you doing today? I said, I'm feeling pretty good. And, and he and I both come from a background where we're just glad to be alive and not in prison and married, kids that love us, people that we can call friends. Remember last night? Like, man, really grabbing a hold of God's mercy should drive your praise all the time. And if you don't have things to recognize in your life that have been mercifully given to you or you've been kept from mercifully... You're not thinking hard enough. God's people are from every nation. Their call is to glorify God. Now, this is, this is a verse that Paul was, was talking about, what he was referencing. It was 2 Samuel 22, 50. Here's what, here's what it says. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. I will sing praises about your name. What does this say that you and I are called to do around non-believers? Praise and sing in front of non-believers. Anybody, anybody ready to go to the mall after church today? We just bust out some praise music? Because the mall needs Jesus. Amen. Uh, or we can go to Chick- No, Chick-fil-A's Closer, Chosen Restaurant. <laughs> go to Chili's or something. Like, how many of y'all, and here's a question I would ask. How many of y'all, if you're listening to praise music in your car, and then if you were to have a non-believer get in your car, you change change the music. That's for everybody over forty. Actually, you just change it in your phone now. But yeah, you change it. Why? Cause I mean, that's like your faith, and that's private. And the real reason is you you think it's embarrassing. Uh, there's an opportunity for us to do things that are different in front of non-believers. We can praise God in front of non-believers. We also sing. Verse ten, Paul says this. Again, it says. He's going to reference another passage. Rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people praise him. Rejoice with those outside the church. Encourage non-believers to rejoice. We can encourage non-Christians to give praise and honor to God. We can do that. All right. How do you do that? Like, It's easy, you should. I mean, listen, uh, the the soft pitch is H E B, okay? When the the checker says, How's your day? Uh, Respond to them like, Man, it's great in Jesus' name. And I'll be like, Okay. (laughs) All right, sure thing. But you said Jesus' name, all right? Uh, With your friends at work, When you're talking to them about their life, when I talk to people all the time and I'll say, hey, you're from here in San Antonio. Yeah, y'all have kids, family. Talk about kids. Oh, do you have kids? Yeah, we have three daughters, man. It's just such a blessing from God. There's an opportunity for you to give praise to God in a thousand different areas in your life right now. And there's also an opportunity when we're talking to non-believers about the faith that we have. If God is calling them, you can encourage them to thank God for what he's given them as well. Check it out. Deuteronomy 32, 43. This, This is Moses writing the Pentateuch. Rejoice you nations concerning his people. For he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his adversaries. He will purify his land and his people. Rejoice you nations At Christmas time, we can tell people, hey, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Find joy in the fact that Jesus loves you. I told a guy the other day, we're talking, he's not a believer. I just said to him, hey, I just want you to know before I leave, Jesus loves you. And he looked down and I prayed for him. Man, are we ashamed or are we saved? Sometimes those two need to be separated. If you're ashamed, maybe it's time for you to get saved. Maybe it's time for you to stop being religious and start being a Christ follower and walk into that space again where you can be open about sharing. Is it hard? Yeah, it's hard to do it the first time. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I'm discipling a guy back in the day. He's a rancher now. Big, I mean, he's like stereotypical Texas rancher. Big dude, big truck. He's got a scary dog. He's got a lot of property type of guy. Well, when I'm discipling him back in the day, I said, do you, do you tell your dad you love him? And his response was like, no, I don't. And I understood because his father was a bigger, scarier man than my big, scary friend. And I'm like, I'm just going to encourage you. Like, you need to tell your dad you love him. He's like, how do I do that? I said, just just tell him. Like, tell him one day. Just tell him, Dad, I love you. So he came back the next week. He said, I told him. I said, what happened? He said, I was getting ready to leave. And I had the door open. And I had one foot out. And I was like, Dad, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you cracked that seal, bro. He said, I know. And the next day, my dad said, Matt, I love you. I know, right? Some of y'all guys even just said, oh. All right? So you cannot say to me, well, Tom, you're an evangelist and you're the pastor, and that's what we pay you to do. He, hear me. We're all called to rejoice in front of non-believers and to give a reason for the hope that we have. Not in a religious, you need to be like me way, but in a, in a gospel, you need to be like Christ is. Changes everything. Verse 12. Paul keeps on taking the New Testament church to the Old Testament. He does it again. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will appear. The one who rises to rule the Gentiles, the Gentiles will hope in him. Um, Jesus is in the lineage of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. Jesus came to rule the Jews and the Gentiles, okay? We are adopted Jews. Hope only in Christ alone, nothing else. Isaiah 11:10. Here's where the verse comes from. Prophet Isaiah On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will look to him for guidance and his resting place will be glorious. It's okay for us as believers when we get into conversation with non-believers for us to say to them, listen, one day you're gonna meet the Jesus I know. And I want you to know him before that. It's okay to say that. You don't soft shoe because you don't wanna offend somebody. You tell the truth so you don't offend Christ. You tell the truth about him if you believe in him. Um, Verse 13, here's where we'll finish up today. Paul says this, now may the God of hope, now may the God of anchor, just when when you hear the word hope, think anchor, okay? Now may the God of salvific anchor fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we're filled with something, we share that something, okay? Um, jiu-jitsu people like to talk about jiu-jitsu all the time. Uh, guitar people like to talk about guitar people. Did any of y'all have the guitar friend in college that could not play yet, yet brought that stinking guitar everywhere you went? Bing, bong, 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 bong. I'm like, dude, stop. I'm working on up and bro. Like... Musicians like to talk about, teachers will talk about education, but maybe they don't want to all the time. Uh, Marathoners like to talk about running. Like we like to talk about the thing that we're filled up with. What are you filled up with? If you're filled up with hope, you want to to talk about the hope that you have. And it fills you up in a way. So when we share hope, we're not saying, okay, I got to share hope. It's Jesus. No, no, no. We're like, we're overwhelmed. I like what Daniel was talking about uh, in announcements that a couple of things we do is we read scripture and we pray. Why? Because we want to be filled with more hope. And the more hope I'm filled with, I'm not relying on the Jesus I knew. I'm relying on the Jesus that I know. I'm getting to know him more every day. Hope supported by encouragement endurance. Joy and peace are the goal. They are the satisfier. I say this to you Christians in the room today. Your comfort is not your calling. It'll, it'll become your jail cell. If what you're living for is to insulate all the things, you're actually isolating yourself from your calling. Outward focused relationships must be a part of your Christian life. Between now and this time next year, you ought to have met a whole bunch of new people. All right, are they going to disappoint you? Yeah. Have you disappointed Christ? Yeah. Okay. Have people walked away from us when we disciple them? Yeah, but it's your calling. Peace comes from obedience in this calling. It's more significant than the check you write, the morality you live, or the name you have. This obedience to outward calling, if we can get that, it's mission accomplished. Non Christians, and y'all are here, regardless of your history, There is a great anchor for your today and tomorrow. Like you said, we we want you to know, non-Christians, that Jesus came to seek and save you. He didn't come to make you a better person. That will happen. Primarily what he came to do is wipe the sins off your heart that condemn you to hell and give you a new life, give you a brand new life. You're called to believe and the only one who can save you in church, his name is Jesus Christ. He's the King, he's the Savior, he's the Redeemer, he's the beginning and the end, he is the one who gives joy, his name is peace. Let's get to know him more. Let's dig into the word this week. Let's ask somebody, hey, what's your name? My name is. Okay? Let's be the people that are brave enough to share the hope that we have. Let's pray. Communion team, come on down. We'll call it a day. Uh, Almighty God, we just thank you. We praise you. We love you because you've done all those things first. Uh, you have praised your own name to the people for millennia. Uh, you have loved us before we were born. You have loved us years and years before we were in a thought. And you have shown us so much mercy and so much grace. And we just give you praise and honor and glory right now. Please forgive us of our sins. They are many. Please forgive us of relying on what we believe is the right thing and offering that to you as some semblance of sacrifice. You're way more interested in our obedience to what you've called us to be and to do. In your name we pray, King Jesus. Amen. Church, when you're ready, come to the center aisle. Come down front.